Hey, business owners, need help taking payments online? Well, there's a whole world of transactions powered by Elevon. Whether it's through payment accepting, customer connecting, real-time reporting, round-the-clock supporting, fraud detecting or business protecting. <gasps> Elevon supports all payments for your business. To get started, visit elevon.ie. Elevon, your world of payments. Elevon Financial Services DAC trading as Elevon Merchant Services is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Big Tech Show brought to you by Elevon. Elevon makes payment taking simple, freeing you up to focus on your business. You take on the world, they'll take care of the payments. See elevon.ie for more. The Big Tech Podcast, in proud association with Magnet Networks, connecting businesses virtually anywhere in Ireland. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent, with thanks to Magnet Networks. And today we've got the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro Max, and we're going to talk about it with John Kennedy, who is the editor of thinkbusiness.ie, the business information platform with Bank of Ireland, and former grand doyen of the uh, Irish technology journalist. John, you're very welcome to the Thank podcast. You. How are you? Great to see you, by the way. Thank you. You're looking well. <laughs> well, you're looking well as well. You're looking a little bit less stressed than you used to in the journalist <laughs> well, this is a, well, it's down to me and how I organise myself, so I blame yeah. myself if I've been frazzled, but uh, yeah, I'm good. Well, we might talk a little bit about that later, but yeah. we are here to talk about the phones, and I do have in front of me, with me, because I got them, the iPhone Pro Max, which is the absolute tippity top of the line. Okay, and so this is my first time seeing these devices. Yeah, this is John's um, first time seeing. I have an iPhone 11, and iPhone 11. And it's been a while since I've been at an Apple reveal. Go on, have a good feel there. Okay, so I'm looking at the Max first, well, the Pro Max. It's very light. It's very light. Yeah. Uh, I've heard people say it's heavier than the previous it on is the 10th generation. heavier. But I like it. Uh, I don't like this uh, comp, the thing that people are saying about the this. camera array? I liked camera array. But I've you seen do. it before. I've seen it on the Mate 20 Pro last year yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Um, but I don't get why people are so upset about it. I don't like the memes to say. I, I think, it, but I, if it, it doesn't really remind me of a hob. It reminds me more of a Gillette shaver. <laughs> um, but it's actually quite nice. I like the matte finish. Um, yeah. I know this stands up a bit, but when you look at it, it doesn't look like it's standing. Well, the thing it. about stand, just to, so the, the cameras come out a little bit at the mm. back, which means that if you just plonk it down on a table, it will kind of wobble. But actually, I, do, I wonder how many people don't put a, a case on it because I put a case on that. When the case is on it, mm. it, it evens it out. It doesn't wobble. Ah, well then that's true because I mean. if it's like this, you kind of got a little bit of wobble. But yeah. little, very little, very minimal. Well, let's just start with the cameras. Yeah. So if for anybody who uh, do, you know hasn't really looked into what the new iPhones are, by the way, I should say that I wrote quite a long review in the Irish Independent this week. You'll find it on independent.ie. I've been tweeting an awful lot uh, of videos and photos from the cameras as well. And um, the main upgrade, there's two, I would zero it down to two main upgrades. One is the cameras. Mm -hmm. And the other one, and which has surprised the hell out of me, is the battery life. The battery life on these things uh, is much better, like surprisingly much better. Okay. Now we'll start with the cameras though, because mm -hmm. you brought it up. You brought the cameras up. Yeah, I um, most of the reviews I've been reading because up till now, until I've seen yep. them, the, I've been I've been kind of reading reviews about the cameras and people saying the main feature is the camera. And yep. I think when we were talking about doing this podcast, the question was, would it be enough of a reason to upgrade? Mm -hmm. Now, I like the addition of the wide angle, ultra wide angle. I love 
the wide angle. I love it. <laughs> love it. Now, isn't there some complication, though, as well, where you have to, for night sight to kick in, it's at the phone's discretion. Is that right? Or? It's automatic. So right. what you're talking about is the night mode on uh. the phone. So let's let's just very briefly run through what the camera's hmm. upgrades are, and then we talk about the individual components. Yep. So there are two basic iPhone 11 upgrades. Mm-hmm. One is the iPhone 11, which replaces the iPhone 10 or the XOR, and mm. that is... The basic iPhone 11, the one that cost 800 quid, the one that most people will probably end up buying. Mm. And that has two cameras instead of one camera. So I'm holding the uh, iPhone holding 11. The iPhone 11, right? That's got two cameras Two on cameras. It. Yeah. And the second camera is not a telephoto, it's not a 2X camera, it's an ultra-wide lens. So what's the difference between these two devices? That one, the iPhone Pro Max also has a telephoto. So the iPhone 11 has two cameras. Mm-hmm. The iPhone has 11 three. Pro Max is three. Right. So ultra-wide, wide mm. telephoto. Gotcha. The iPhone 11 only has ultra-wide and wide. However, I'll come to this in a minute. It's, <laughs> it, it, the absence of the telephoto isn't as big an issue. If I had to choose between the telephoto and the ultra-wide, ultra-wide every single time. Mm. Every single time. Um, so they're the basic camera upgrade specs the the thing you just spoke about a minute ago it also gets a thing called a night mode mm. which huawei has had samsung just got a google they call it night had. sight is that yeah. right yeah and that is when the camera detects that it's dark or nighttime you'll see a little yellow symbol comes into the ca- at the top of the screen mm. and you hold it up and the camera takes two or three or four seconds to take a shot and then it brightens everything up. It, ah. it, it actually really, it takes 10 to 20 shots. And is, the, is the phone intelligent enough? No, like, like on other devices that already mm. have this night vision function, yeah. it's discretionary. You, you're manually You manually do it. Yeah. Now, I have to say, I do prefer that. I prefer manually switching mm. it on. So Huawei has had it since the P20 Pro mm. and it's amazing. It's an amazing feature. Like when I'm traveling to different cities, for mm. example, I'll bring up to now, whatever my driver phone has been, often an iPhone, often something mm. else, I will bring a, a proper, you know, DSLR camera mm. and I will. Br- I used to bring the Huawei simply for the night mode. <laughs> and would you, would you now bring this? Would you think it's, it's adequately uh, I think successor? this is caught up, yes. And is it better? Or is it still a question of time for you to take that out? I've had it a week. Mm. Um, I haven't tried it in all circumstances, uh, every single potential night mode. It's definitely on par, mm-hmm. and that's good enough, really. Have you ever been at a point where you think it's good enough now to s- just leave the SLR behind yes. and bring a camera phone? That has only happened in the last 12 months. So, as you know, I'm big into cameras. Mm. I have loads of them at home. I spend a fortune on lenses. <laughs> Um, and I've always been the person who says the, the camera phone is mm. great, it's getting better, 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 but actually for this type of quality and flexibility, you need another camera as well. There are less and less circumstances where where, where that is the case. It, it really is starting to get mm. that good. I mean, sound engineer here, Gavin, uh, got a Huawei P30 Pro there a few months back. I have one of those as well. You might have got it on my recommendation, actually. The, the Huawei P30 Pro, I have one in my pocket. You have one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the thing about that phone was, for me, aside from the fact that it had the ultra-wide and mm. aside from the fact that the battery life in it is insane, fantastic, it has this five times optical zoom, which That's is amazing. Absolute, which if you're at a concert, it, it is amazing. Is the iPhone new generation only two? Two. Yeah. It's 2X. So if you were to make one specification... 
um, downside to the new iPhones in comparison to the other uh, phones, you would say that it only has a 2x telephoto, mm. whereas Samsung goes with 3x typically, <laughs> and Huawei has gone with 5x. Now, that's uh, uh, and look. If you look at my Twitter feed, <clears> you'll see have seen me post loads of 5x. Mm. Uh, that's 5x optical, which can be manipulated to 50x digital. Mm. Now, it's very soft at 50x, mm. but the fact that you're getting anything like that. It's amazing. It's insane. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. But where would it go from here? Because like, when you think about it, like uh, reading the various reviews on mm. different devices, uh, looking at, I mean, I thought the Huawei P30 Pro was mm. an absolute stellar, is, is an absolute stellar it is. device. It's a great phone. I, it's the one phone I've ever had in my life that I've never had battery anxiety over. Yeah. I can leave it going for nearly two or three days sometimes since yeah. it's, it's never let me down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the specs are just getting crazy. The photography mm. is getting crazy. And I think a lot of people reading the reviews of the iPhone 11 uh, Max and Pro mm, and all that mm. are saying that these are iterative, iterative changes that big changes come next year. I can't even imagine what, how good that could be. Uh, yeah. the There are two re- reputed new features that are coming next. Mm. Well, there are three. And one of them is 5G. Mm. And that's something that the iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro, they don't doesn't have 5G. Now, mm. for some people, that's a bit of a pain in the neck. Because or, or is it, though? Because do we have, does many people have it? We don't. In Ireland, right now, we have, Vodafone has launched mm. in five cities, but, like, they've launched with really one or two sites in each city. Right, and, you, and I, hear, I hear, I from reading, watching stuff, because I, 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 just because I'm not strictly a tech journalist anymore, I'm a recovering tech journalist, <laughs> and therefore I still geek out on stuff, and I love yeah. reading um, Marcus Brownlee's reviews yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wonder where he did one on 5G. Uh, he went to, down to Rhode Island. Yes, yeah. and he was on a street corner, and he was yep. watching the thing, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, once he went around the corner, mm-hmm. the the throughput change from something yeah. like ridiculous like 500 megs or 1000 megs to suddenly to less than 20 that. Or, yeah, yeah. Down, to third, down to a mere 4G signal of 40 megabits per second yeah, so, yeah. so Vodafone I am watching yeah Vodafone <laughs> I've tried the Vodafone 5G network mm. and I actually ha- now have a Huawei uh, 5G phone mm. um, and it, there's no question about it. You're getting speeds of over two, three hundred megabits per second. Mm. But th- there isn't really there aren't really any applications for the phone itself mm. yet that need that kind of speed. So Apple's calculation, probably correctly, because there isn't that much hoo-ha over it. Is look, nobody is using five G, therefore it's not a major. Mm. Uh, it's not a big, thing. Not but for some people, for some people who want the absolute latest and greatest, mm. it will be um, a bit of an issue. And speaking of that, like I mean, the, the bend, sorry, the the foldable phones, yeah. the, that whole thing. I was expecting to, this summer to be the summer of foldable phones, and it yeah. just didn't happen because of things. Because they broke, didn't yeah. work. <laughs> they didn't broke. Do you think Apple will ever go down that road too? No. From your own opinion? No, I don't. Mm. I, I, I don't. Well, it's certainly not in the next two to three years. Mm. I can't see it. That. that, that technology is it's very very young it's very mm. immature and um, interestingly one of the chinese companies it might have been xiaomi um if it wasn't xiaomi it was someone else <coughs> they just put out a smartphone with a screen on both a wraparound screen the whole phone is a screen so you're holding it in your hand you mm. got the screen in the front and there's a screen at the sides and then there's still a screen on the back yeah so they've taken they've they've warped uh, uh, the the idea again. It's not just foldable. It's just everywhere. I, I don't see the point of it. Mm, I, I, I remember like any time I've had, had a, I suppose the privilege of being in the company of Apple engineers mm. in my time. I throw various things at them. Would you not do touchscreen stuff on on a on a say um, an Apple Mac uh, yeah. laptop? And they'll go, well, why would you do that? Like, they're starting to do with an iPod. I oh, sorry, an iPhone. I, I, 
iPad, sorry. Mm. <laughs> but like when your mom's looking at an Apple uh, laptop, you see little people trying to type. And yeah. So they, they, they look at things very holistically and they well, really think teed, about the user. You've teed me up for my ultimate name dropping uh, <laughs> anecdote now, which is when Tim Cook came to visit me in this building and I did an interview with him in, in Talbot Street. <laughs> yeah, no, in Talbot Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I interviewed him here. Um, that was one of the questions mm. I asked him. Would you consider uh, a laptop, like essentially fusing or integrating the laptop with the iPad experience? Mm. And at the time, this was three, four years ago, he said no, because it would be a compromised experience in terms That's of mixing. Exactly it. But if you look at what they're doing now with iPad OS on the iPads, mm. they're they're coming about twenty to thirty percent of the way in. Mm. There's, you're starting to be able to do a lot of the things that you could do with the. Uh, but just to go back to the iPhones, so. Mm. There's a load of threads that we've left kind of <laughs> dangling. <laughs> dangling there. So just on, on the, the features next year, I, this is probably just in the first thread I should I should address, but a couple of things. They will have 5G. Um, they will probably have new fingerprint readers, uh, under underscreen fingerprint mm. readers, because all the new iPhones, none of them have fingerprints. Yeah, so there's this thing, uh, 3D touch is gone. gone. It's replaced by haptic touch. Right. Is that something you've really noticed much of a difference in no, your use? No, because I never used 3D touch. <laughs> 3D touch is something where you pressed your finger, your thumb down mm. hard on the screen. You And options came up. Yeah, right? options yeah, yeah, came yeah. up. And it was actually really cool. I mean, it was really, really cool. But it's kind of like uh, a stylus for a phone. It's something that actually can be really cool if you use it, but you end up not using it much. So uh, I don't miss it at all. I've never used a stylus on a phone or even like the Note 10 or the, yeah, the Samsung Note 10. There's only I, one journalist in town who uses the stylus a lot. Kira O'Brien. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. In the Irish Times, when um, if we're at an event together, she will actually naturally take notes with mm. the stylus. Um, sorry, with the uh, if she's using a Note 10, yep. she'll use it with their... Um, uh, with their, the little the little built-in stylus that they have there, mm. uh, the S Pen, uh, and on the iPad, she'll sometimes use the the Apple Pencil. Yeah, as well. I, I, to my shame, I think journalism killed my handwriting skills when I used to <laughs> shorthand. So uh, things like the uh, pen on the, the yeah. Microsoft Surface devices or the even the Apple Pen, mm -hmm. I've never really used. That's right, and I'm the same. I'm a typer. I, I, well, I, I I have used the Apple Pencil a bit, but. There's a couple of things that actually, I know we're way, way off topic. There's Dangling things, again. <laughs> there's a few things that have intervened. Yeah. So voice recognition, transcription services have gotten much better. Hmm. There's one that I use called Otter. Have okay, you, never used that. No, no. Otter.ai. You get 600 minutes per month free. Oh, that's the biggest question most journalists will ask. Yeah. Will I get rid of transcriptions? Well, <laughs> this service, I've been using it for the guts of a year, um, 600 minutes uh, mm. free and it, it will transcribe as you speak, but you can also import uh, recordings into ah, it. And is it accurate? It's about 80%, 70 to 80% accurate, Which depending on how fast the person talks, whether mm. they have a strong accent, a lot of that kind of stuff, whether they're mm. close to the microphone. I have found that it is incredibly useful for an interview, for a quick turnaround of an interview. So the reason I, I mention that is because whatever my potential for using the Apple Pencil was with an iPad, for example, an iPad Pro, Otter has now sort of forced its way in sideways because I can just turn that on on mm. the iPad. How much does it cost, actually, once you go past your 600 minutes? Oh, it's, it's a monthly sub. I've never gone past my 600 okay. minutes. It's a monthly sub, but it's, I, I mean, you know, probably be 50, 15 quid a month or okay, something. Yeah, to, yeah. Like, for... It is absolutely worth it. I'm going to take a try on that. So Otter. Definitely. Otter. Otter, 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 Ot
that of all the things that we talk about in this podcast, mm. that will be the one thing. Will, will it be like the Remington? I, I liked it so much, I bought the company. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at the iPhone again. <laughs> I'm just looking at the, the, the tree camera array again. Okay, let's, let's because we, we started talking about that. So let's go back <laughs> to that, okay? Um, so the three camera array, and mm. I, let's leave this tech specs aside for the mm. moment. I really have tweeted a lot about that. I wrote about it in mm. the review. On I think the it looks elegant, actually. You see, this is the thing. When you see it in a photo or on a website, it kind of looks clumsy or it looks awkward. When you have it in your hand, like much I do better. now, yeah. isn't it? Isn't it much well, better? That's a funny thing as well. I, you know it's from reviews. When journalists mm. review phones, the first people to get them sometimes yeah. colour everyone else's bloody opinion of it. And they, that's true. They, they tend that's, to follow. Yeah, that's very true, yeah. But once you have it in your hand, yeah. I love the mat on the back. Of it. Now, I think it's, Am I right in saying the Apple is lower down? The, the actual Apple listen? is tiny bit lower. It's, okay. So it's dead centre now in the back. Uh, now I know we're getting very technical here, but so <laughs> it, the uh, the uh, iPhone 11 uh, Pro Max has a matte back mm. and the little bit around the cameras is gloss and it's the exact opposite on the iPhone 11. It's gloss back mm. and there's a little bit of matte around the cameras. But just to finish off the camera bit, even if the cameras were a little bit aesthetically frumpy, even if they were, mm. I'm biased because I love cameras, therefore I kind of have a, a, a sort of a techno-punk, um, I, I love the look of them and I like the look of it, something like in my hand. Yeah. So, but I could understand why if you just saw a photo of it, you think, oh, that's not very sleek. But actually when you have it in your hand, it is very sleek. I, I, I'm looking at it and I think it looks fantastic. I'm looking mm. at the iPhone 11, yep. the basic model, yep. and I love the color. You've got the product red I one. the product red, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, I just think the one on the Max looks better. It just looks more. It, it, is it, it looks the matte. No, the like? camera array actually camera just array, looks yeah. seems. It seems more bedded down. Maybe it's because of the color. Mm. Maybe uh, it's the, the the Max is a gray colored one, and it's. There's beautiful. also maybe there's a subtle psychological thing that we have in our heads that when we see the ca a camera design and array that we know is only attached to one very high, a premium high end manufacturer that the, despite our best intentions, there's something that tugs inside and says, that's mm -hmm. premium, therefore it's sort of cool. It must be better. <laughs> it must be better. Yeah, whereas, the, say, on the iPhone 11, mm. the two cameras on the back, there are a lot of phones that have just two vertically stacked Well, you know, cameras. the one I actually was most surprised by in the last year was the Pixel 3 yeah. uh, from Google, which yeah. is only one camera. Mm -hmm. I went to a wedding there last year, around November last year, mm -hmm. and used it as the phone for taking pictures, and everybody was amazed at the quality oh, of shots. Oh, listen, I have, a pic I have, I have that phone. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I'll, there's, I'll, I also have the, the junior brother of it, which is the Pixel 3A. 3A uh, yeah. Unbelievable quality. It is the biggest tragedy in smartphones that they only put one camera on the back of because the quality from it is absolutely insane. If you oh, were to yeah. buy a single camera phone, like a, a phone with one camera only on it, that is definitely the one. I mean, absolutely. There's no question about it. However, <laughs> does it compare with an iPhone 11 uh, Pro Max or even an iPhone 11 with that beautiful ultra-wide edition. No, it doesn't. I'm Adrian's sorry. Adrian's in love with the ultra-wide. I'm in love with the ultra-wide. It changes. It is a beautiful perspective on the world. Um, like, I have a couple of uh, very wide angle lenses uh, for my cameras. Mm. I have one beautiful 24 millimeter prime for the Fuji system I have. And then I have a gorgeous, the standard 16 to 35 for the Canon system. And they're mm. both just spectacular. How does it compare? They're sharper than yep. then. So the ultra wide camera on on these iPhone eleven uh, phones are. Is that enabled by this particular one here? Or yes. Like, yeah. It's, okay. it's the one to the right. It's the one that sticks out at the side. Mm. The big hub. Yeah. Well, is it <laughs> they're big? all the same size. They're actually. All the same size. <laughs> um, the, by definition, 
a wide angle lens has to have a bit of heft to it. And this is, you know, it's a flat lens on it. Mm. So if you look at the side or if you zoom in very, very close, you'll see it's a little bit softer than the other two lenses on it. But it's also, it's not quite as fast, doesn't let in mm. quite as much light. I think it's an F2.4 lens compared to, I think it's F1.8 for the main and F2 for the telephoto. In Sorry, that's jargon. That means that the lens uh, has a narrow aperture. It doesn't let in quite as much light. Mm. So the lower the F number on a lens, the more light that it lets in mm. and the more background blur it'll naturally give you without the aid of, mm. you know, a computer chip in the phone. Another thing I read was the it had the video camera on it. As, it is as, unbelievable. Is, it, is bokeh a new thing on video? Is that new? Or is that, was that with the previous device as well? Yes, you can get, is certain, so shallow depth of field. In other words, if you're, uh, taking a video you can achieve an effect of a slight effect of kind of blur in the background mm. as if you have a really professional high-end lens. I'm a big lens. bokeh fan. <laughs> oh it's amazing but the thing that blew my mind is the stabilization. I mean mm. I if you go onto my Twitter feed Adrian Weckler you'll see that I posted a picture of me the other day running on Stephen's screen. With and it stabilized well. I, I had what did I, I had a coffee in one hand I had a bag slung over my shoulder and I had this phone in the other hand and I sort of clumsily ran down. I almost bumped into. Uh, <laughs> you didn't uh, injure hotel. anyone, did you? <laughs> in the, what's the hotel? Not the West, but what's the hotel? Shelburne, there? Is it? No, no, where were you? Sorry, Stevens Green. Yeah, I was yeah. heading towards um, the Grafton Street. What's it? The big one beside, next door to the Stevens Green Centre. Anyway, mm. I almost bumped into him. But if you look at the coverage, if you look at the feed, it's incredibly smooth. I mean, like DJI. Your gimbal business is dead. Your, your stabilization <laughs> wow. gimbal and business down is to, now dead. That's all down to the algorithm. It's unbelievable. Wow. It is unbelievable. I was showing some of our video guys in here and they couldn't get over it. Hmm. Um, in fact, I just sold one of them, my uh, <laughs> phone gimbal. <laughs> now, I, I, but I disclosed why, so I'm not tricking him. Uh, <laughs> you'll you'll be giving him his money I back. only bought it six months ago and <laughs> yeah. now I'm now selling it to him for, for half price. Um, but a big question I want to know is a battery. I mean, I've heard oh, people rave about the battery on this. Fully how does the, how did it compare between two devices? Yeah. I mean, obviously this is the workhorse. This is the bigger phone. It's the iPhone Pro Max. You're pointing. Yeah, to. yeah, it is. And that has a that's bigger also battery. Twelve hundred quid phone. But anyway, yeah. so that's also the price. We're going to be talking about we'll talk switch in a minute. In a minute. Yeah. Uh, but the lower price one is about eight hundred thereabouts. Yeah, it's um, the, it starts at I think it's eight twenty nine, which is still a fair whack, <clears> but it's a lot less. Not a lot less. It's a bit less mm. than the eight seventy nine that the phone it's replacing, the iPhone XR, was at last year. So mm. Apple for the last two years has had three high-end phones, three mm. high-end Face ID phones. The, the sort of the, 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 the mainstream basic one that everyone will buy and then the two high-end ones. Mm. And this year, the main basic one that everyone will buy is 50 quid cheaper than last year's one, even though it has an extra camera and it's better, okay? Wow. So you are getting a bit more. Mm. Uh, now, battery life. The battery life on that one, on the iPhone 11, is about an hour better uh, than the iPhone XR last mm. year's. Would you get a day out of it? I'm easily getting a day out of the Pro Max. Mm. I'm With the usage that I give it, I'm getting till about 8 o'clock with the iPhone 11. How does that compare with the uh, Huawei Pro, Pre-30 Pro? Huawei P30 Pro is better mm. for battery life, marginally. And I would say about but only about 10, 15% better. There mm. was about a 25, 30% gap between the P30 Pro and last year's flagship iPhone, which was the iPhone XS <clears> Max. <throat> now it's only about 10, 15%. In other words, 
I'm taking videos and photos. I'm on the web. I'm on social media. Hmm. And I am getting through to 10 o'clock with 25% left on, on this phone. That's good. You, you, I mean, yes, the Huawei P30 Pro is slightly better. But yeah, but, but really, that, with that kind of stuff you're doing. You know, I, yeah. I would go so far as to say that even if you're not that fussed about the cameras, because other than the cameras and the battery life and one or two other things, there isn't a, there isn't a huge difference between this and the iPhone XS Max. Hmm. But the battery life... Hmm. It, it is an absolute game changer. Like for most, like, I don't know about you, but I carry a small little, you know. Uh, Charger pack, is yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> just in case, now all the time on the cable. <laughs> and um, I haven't had to use it at all with this. Where would you say Apple are in the overall <clears throat> innovation stakes then when it comes mm. to them? Because, I mean, 2007, they came along with the iPhone and changed everything. Yeah. A year later, or two years later, maybe, uh, they came along with the App Store and changed software as we knew yeah. it forever. Everything, yeah. Um, but, like, if you're looking at, say, where these, this, this, this generation of iPhone compares with last year's generation mm. of iPhone and, and some of the devices, I, I made a list uh, from a, from a I, I'll, I'll plead honestly, uh, yeah. I read a, a Mashable article about yeah. two weeks ago, it was mm -hmm. saying a lot of these features that were already mm. um, on the new iPhone 11 were already on devices such as um, the triple rear camera was on yes. the Huawei Mate 20 that came it out was. in April last year, mm -hmm. Xiaomi's Redmi Note 8 Pro claims to have a quad rear camera, it doesn't claim it has mm. uh, and is 64 megapixels on its back, mm. uh, 20 on the front uh, no, I, By uh, the way, I would just say about but that's that numbers isn't it it really and, yeah. and also if you have a 64 megapixel camera just to give listeners a bit what would of you do with physics, it <laughs> well no it's not just that there's major compromise to be made for 64 meg if you have say a 12 megapixel camera all the mm. iPhone cameras are 12 megapixel on the back mm. 12 megapixel versus 64 megapixel most days of the week I'll take the 12 megapixel mm. all the things being equal and I'll tell you why because the 64 megapixel uh, will really 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 struggle with what they call noise and light. In other words, if you take a picture in a dim room mm -hmm. with a 64 megapixel, you'll have a much fuzzier picture than you will with the 12 megapixel. Ah, more noise. More noise. Ah. They, like, they don't really tell you this, but this is why, for example... But that's where numbers get crazy, isn't it? It's bragging rights. Well, look, I mean, you take a, a standalone camera. I mean, mm. they could probably have make a 200 megapixel camera, but there's no point. Yeah, what would you do with it? Unless you're <laughs> in bright sunlight mm. the whole time. Um, if you're taking, like we're in a relatively dimly lit studio here mm -hmm. in Talbot Street, you and I. Now, uh, I guarantee you, you would not want a 64 megapixel camera taking a picture. Because it just uh, wouldn't be able to do anything else. It, 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 it would look kind of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, sorry, but go on with oh, your Oh, no, list. but there's other things. Uh, Night Sight, uh, it's in yes. Google's Pixel 3. Uh, it's already in the, it's in the Huawei P30 Pro. Mm. It's in the Samsung Galaxy. Uh, was it 10 that came out last year or recently? Yeah, it's, so they, Samsung S10, S10 Plus, mm. and then now it's the Samsung Note 10 and Note 10 Plus. Yeah, so Night Sight's in that. Mm. Uh, reverse charging is not a new iPhone. I think Apple gave up on it because it wasn't up to company standards. But, yeah, they didn't. They couldn't. It's been, um, what was it called? Not Apple Power. What was the uh, the the the? Was the, it a, a, was it a pad or something? It was some kind yeah, of, I they, can't they remember. Had, <laughs> it was so. going to be able to charge your AirPods and, and your phone your watch and, or your watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gave up on it because the circuitry there they couldn't get the circuitry to work in terms of thermal mm. uh, heating. And now, like I think most people gave Apple a bit of credit because they just. They, they, look, we can't make this work, so we're mm. not going to launch it. Well, I like that about Apple. I mean, uh, culturally, as a company, mm. um, I find it sometimes as impenetrable as a, as, as pea soup. It's 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 mm. it's a very much. A, a, it strikes me as a company that's led by a group of individuals with hundreds of thousands of people doing the stuff. It's notoriously secret. It's, mm. it's it's hard to penetrate at times, but at the same time, 
you know, you often feel they have the courage of their convictions when they do things. When it comes to making mm. decisions, like we're not going to make the Mac Pro or Mac the the Mac devices have touch screens because we don't yeah. think it's going to lead to the user experience. So I like the fact that they have their principles. Um, but where I was leading with the question about the innovation side mm. of things was um, <clears throat> there's a school of thought emerging that a uh, few things are changing in Apple. Uh, Johnny Ives has gone out as a consultant. Yeah. Uh, the company is becoming more and more about the cloud and services and. You know, we're long, long gone past the day where people used to queue outside stores for phones. No, we're not. Where are we? We're not. What? I was in <laughs> London uh, last week. Um, I stand corrected. <laughs> where I actually went to pick up the phones. Um, and uh, I was at Apple's uh, flagship store. It's Regent Street or Oxford Street. Regent Street. Street, Regent Street. Yeah. There were queues around the corner. There were really? three or okay. 400 people. I saw Walt Mossberg, ex-Wall Street Journal uh, journalist, tweeting yesterday from London where, and this is a week after the iPhones have been launched, he said the, from the same story, so it was absolutely jammed with bedlam in there. Wow, okay, stand corrected. No, no, this, so this, this idea that like, you know, and I know we all slag off the, the, the guy who waits for 48 hours and mm. gets a picture and the, the kind of the Apple staff all applaud. And okay, it's a little bit cheesy, mm. but I wouldn't get too cynical about it. There is, I mean, there, there definitely is still uh, a pent-up demand for this stuff. I mean, your original question, I think, was, is Apple still innovative? Like, because of is all these... Is it still innovative or is it kind of shifting to, like, um, let's just say during Steve Jobs' time, mm. it was all about innovation and pushing the envelope in terms of new things and wow and changing mm. industries. Uh, Steve passed and then he was replaced by Tim Cook, who mm -hmm. was traditionally an operations guy. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Ive now is now stepping out as a, as a consultant. Doesn't mean he's any less involved, mm. but i kind of wondering, you know, the big question is, what does the future look like for Apple? Is it real future? Because they did some interesting stuff with TV. Um, is, is their future, I mean, I know uh, services represents their fastest growing revenue area. Yeah. Uh, what kind of company? Is it just really going to be about operations rather than innovation in the years ahead or is it still going to push the boundaries? No, it's new products and services. So mm -hmm. if you look around uh, out in the street today, you'll see about one in six or seven people walking around with these little white tiny things mm -hmm. hanging out of their ears, AirPods. Yeah. Now, when they launched a couple of years ago, I remember people saying, ah, oh, that's gimme. Ah, I see them everywhere. Yeah. wear them, you know. <laughs> AirPods by themselves as a category now, so I think it's something like four bill, three and a half, four billion dollars yeah. a year. Like they, in they're, other words, they're massive a, companies in themselves. It's a bigger standalone company than most companies in the world. Yeah. The Apple Watch, you're wearing one, I'm yep. wearing one. Um, a lot of people wearing one. It's not just because we're in the, in the, the periphery of the industry. It's the best-selling watch in the world mm -hmm. of any kind. So if you were to say, so the person who stands up and says, Ah, oh, you know, ah, oh, the iPhone, it doesn't quite have the cutting edge, this isn't a cutting edge, that, it wasn't first with four cameras, it wasn't first with 5G, mm. Apple has lost it, they're not going to, you know, be able to have the races. Apple is cleaning up, it's mm. selling lots of other um, products. So it's kind, it's kind of moving at its own, its own pace, in its own way, and it's doing well, it the way it wants to. Smartphone sales have plateaued. Mm. Apple knew that, so it only has two ways of making money out of it, either just raise, the three ways, raise the price, you've, even more stratospherically, <laughs> uh, or, uh, you know, pounding the hell out of com uh, competitors in terms of market share, or selling lots of other stuff that kind of derives from your uh, from your iPhone. So the Apple Watch, it doesn't mm. really work with anything but an iPhone. Absolutely. So if you've got an Apple... They command the ecosystem if it's the yeah. If it's the best-selling watch in the mm. world, you need an iPhone. There was a great question, that, as you mentioned Marcus Brownlee there, really good YouTuber, um, mm. and he was asked... He went around one of the conferences and said, can you just pull your phone out of your pocket and tell me why you have it? And I bet half of them were iPhones. And the people who said, well, why, why do you have this when some other company has 
some other feature yeah. in it. And they, the answer was always the same. FaceTime, iMessage, watch. Mm-hmm. In other words, I have the, I'm, I'm on FaceTime with my family. iMessage, you know, I've got groups, almost like a WhatsApp yeah. scenario. So Apple has created this massive ecosystem. And it's a very reliable and robust ecosystem. And if you look at, say, an iPhone today mm-hmm. and an iPhone from 2007, yeah, they look differently, but the the way the way everything's just laid out, still, still very same. similar. It's similar. a few grids of apps, and it's it is what it is. Works in the way you do, yeah. and, and and that's the thing. They've they've never had to change the ecosystem too much. No. Like yes, it has under the bonus massively. But well, every time they mm. introduce a major new feature, it's usually copied by about half the industry. So yeah. Face ID, for example. Um, I use that all the time. Now, it doesn't mean you've got this big mm. notch on the front of the phone and people still give out about that. But yeah. it is very quick and it's very... Most of the other manufacturers have tried to do something similar. Now, they've mm. kind of backed off. Uh, they use a kind of just a one camera face mm. ID now. But, but you know, um, th- they were effectively the ones who uh, who introduced that. They, introduced, they got rid of the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Yep. which I know the people listening to this will be booing when they hear, <laughs> but almost everybody else has followed suit. Mm, and they have. And like that's the thing. I mean, they have the courage of their convictions, mm. and I, I kind of applaud them for that. And But one of the questions, again, I, I kind of, well, not questions, it comes into my head. Uh, I see people ask it all the time. Are some of the latest things it's doing iterative, or is there going to be another big wow or surprise? This we've one, been talking about yeah. Cap, Apple Car, we've been talking for years yeah. about the Apple TV, you know, the, those kinds of things. Is, is Apple capable of a big wow moment again? Well, TV, they, maybe they were hoping that their TV mm. announcement recently, uh, TV Plus, which is the billions of dollars into content, Oprah Winfrey, Jason Momoa, mm. um, uh, uh, lo- lots of these, uh, Jennifer Aniston, all these TV series and movies, mm. they were hoping that that was going to be maybe one of their big wow moments. But maybe we're interpreting that wrong and maybe actually they're just ancillary services to keep you using hardware, mm. maybe. Well, that's the thing. Like, is the iPhone? Well, I mean, yes. I mean, the iPhone, the iPad, mm. the Apple Watch—they're vessels for content and services for Apple, and it's kind of like it's a really good, mm. you know, ecosystem. And, and they've kept it stout, solid. It's like it hasn't changed beyond recognition. That's quite what I like. I think that's why people are very loyal to Apple. It's because yeah. it's it's familiar. Speaking of uh, ecosystems and familiarity, I'd like to thank our podcast sponsors, Magna Networks, for their gracious sponsorship, and I hope. Uh, anyway, everyone, Magnet is enjoying um, this uh, podcast. Magnet, I believe, was one of the first telecoms companies to try and push high-end um, fiber or fiber-style connectivity hmm. uh, in Ireland, which is now kind of the, the fashion everybody's uh, doing it. Anyway, they are at the moment are sponsoring this podcast, so thanks very much, Magnet. <laughs> and now back to uh, the discussion. But so is the iPhone 11 iPhone 11 Pro, iPhone 11 Pro Max, is it iterative or does it really push the envelope? It's iterative mainly, but because I'm so wildly enthusiastic about the cameras, Mm. um, you could be mistaken for thinking that it changes the game. But see, it does change the game for iPhone users. Mm. So if you're, I won't say trapped, but if you're locked (laughs) into the the iPhone ecosystem, does the addition of an amazing ultra-wide camera and all these and great battery life does that feel like a brand new phone? I, I would say it does. Um, I would say if you really are into your photography, mm. um, I would say we are of the selfie generation and people mm. now take their camera abilities for, 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 for granted. Instagram is, I think, arguably more popular among younger people than Facebook ever will be again. Oh, yeah. So I think 
if that's the case, yeah. Would I honestly say to somebody, uh, you need to upgrade now to this phone? Mm. I kind of question their motivation. I would say, mm. if you really want better quality camera and you are really, you do really want the ultra wide lens, then yes. If you bought a phone in the last year and the battery's good enough, mm. and the phone, so I'm kind of coming at it from the point yeah, of view of that, 100. Like, yeah. in, and then in, there's money and money. Yeah, well, here's the same thing: so most people are spending half their salaries on rent, and Absolutely. asking 1,200 for a device is, is a big. Well, ask. let's look at the sums here. So yeah. the iPhone 11 starts at 829. I'll start with the iPhone 11 Pro. Mm. So there are two. So the difference between the iPhone 11 Pro and iPhone 11 Pro Max, it's actually only the screen size. Everything else is exactly mm. the same. Same camera, etc. There's a hundred quid in the difference. So it's eleven seventy nine for the iPhone eleven Pro, uh, sixty four gigabytes, and I'll talk about storage now in wow. a second. And then another hundred euro, twelve seventy nine for the uh, the Pro Max. But that's for the sixty four gigabytes, which I would never recommend. That you need more storage than that. Uh, absolutely, you yeah. unless. You really are an incredibly light user, and you don't take camera if that many photos. In which case, you but, but, be what's this what's your anyway. motivation to buy it? Then um, yeah. the two fifty six gigabyte, which is a decent amount of storage, that's a good amount of storage. Yeah, is another two hundred quid. So you, what you're talking about thirteen hundred? Thirteen forty nine for mm. the iPhone eleven Pro. That's a lot of cash. Or I'm just because I'm bringing it up here fourteen forty nine. For the, the it, I mean, it's a lot of cash. So mm. even if you get, if you're on a two-year contract with an operator, and you're paying, let's say, for this phone, you'd be paying <clears> the <throat> higher, and you'd be paying about sixty quid a month. You're still going to have to lay out about, you know, three, four, five hundred euro. Yeah, like my theory about phones is, there's, there's a lot of good technology in phones. <clears throat> there's so many phones that are made in the last four years. Mm. For let's, let's let's go back four years. Some you know, batteries have improved a lot. You might have bought a phone last year or two mm. years ago. I'm kind of going, and also when you think about it, you've got situations like in the Netherlands, you've got elderly people who are joining cafes and fixing mm. old machines for people because they kind of remember how. I'm going, every time, every few years, people are taking perfectly good phones and throwing mm -hmm. them into a, into a drawer mm. simply because the specs have improved. And of course, oh God, are, so we, I, are we drifting into our middle-aged chat now? Yeah, like, yeah. Why can't we just all use? <laughs> but like, it's kind of like if you bought a Huawei P30 Pro yeah. last year, uh, or earlier this year, well, that's sorry. brand new, though. Yeah, it's brand new. I would say no. Mate 20 Pro, I would argue, still good enough. Yeah. You know, so you kind of have to argue about, you know, if the batteries have improved beyond, say, four or five years ago, we're charging phones three or four times a day yeah. to suddenly now, I would say really have a good hard look at why. what is your motivation. Mm -hmm. And if your motivation is a better camera with ultra wide lens and you have the money yeah. and you can afford your rent, by all means. Because life is short. Yeah, <laughs> and it is, believe me. Yeah. You know, um, you know, uh, you, you know, it's 12 months till the next iPhone. I have to have it now. Well, there you go again. And there is that kind of, uh, I suppose, it's very easy to take pot shots at that kind of mm. psyche. Like, I have to have the next new thing. I would think, I don't know, I, are, are there really people out there who just would drop the per a perfectly good phone from last year for the next new thing? Or would you be, I, I would say, I'd be on the side of people who would feel, I'd weigh up the, the battery's working fine, the phone's working fine. I might wait till 2020, till the next phone. Yeah, maybe. no, I, I think two, two to two and a half years is mm -hmm. the normal cycle. So if you, yeah. if you got an iPhone XS uh, or XS or something, if you got <laughs> last year, unless you're, re unless you, if you're a power user and you really need the battery <clears throat> life, do upgrade. Mm. If, you're, if you love your photography, do upgrade. Mm. If you're just an, a moderate user and you, you, know, you, you don't absolutely love those things there isn't really a compelling reason for you to upgrade here mm. there is for people like me 
There yeah. isn't, I would say, for someone who spent dropped over a grand mm. on an iPhone last you know, year, 10s last year. Exactly. Um, I would, I would argue. Um, however, um, that said, but would you say also another conversely question is like the comparing ecosystems Android with say the iPhone, um, the next uh, Huawei phone may not even be part of the Google ecosystem for That's apps. That's right. Yeah. Uh, like one of the things that we were talking about really there was that the Apple ecosystem, iOS, and everything comes with it. It all works in unison and harmony. I if know. you have your 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 notebook computer, your mm. iPad, your watch, it all works beautifully in harmony. Mm. And that I think is probably what Apple has done uniquely. And you know that's mm. that's where I think yeah that's where I think I respect my hat tipped them for mm. that. Samsung uh, is kind of trying to do that. Yeah, they've all tried really, but yeah, because they they have their Dex system, which lets you attach your your Samsung Galaxy Note smartphone, for example, mm. uh, to a monitor to, and a keyboard to act as a, a PC, effectively an yeah. Android powered PC. And I think that's the genius of Apple is they've created an ecosystem of software and services mm. and hardware that just works in harmony or in concert. In a mm. beautiful way, and I think that's why they will keep on going and iterating at their own pace. And mm. I, I kind of applaud them a bit for that. When I look at the Android ecosystem, I think that's where some of the cool, edgy phones are. But they, but without the other parts of like an ecosystem around it or mm. other things to work with, I feel you're not getting the full picture. And therefore, I think that's where Apple has created a unique value there. Yeah, the one thing that does annoy me, unreasonably so is and I get a lot of this, especially when an iPhone is a launched and I'm reporting on it. So I'm talking about the new features and I'll, hmm. uh, and I'll, I can put up dozens of tweets on it during, for example, the, the show. I always get people coming back. Saying, for <laughs> God's sake, sure. Why do we, we, this isn't important. Phones are important. And I, I feel like kind of saying you're actually wrong. Phones actually are important. And that's a, I, that's a very unpopular thing to say especially of, for, you know, among an audience of a certain age, because it almost feels like you're, you're being the high priest of consumerism and you're preaching just nonstop, you know, money mm. uh, spending. But for people to say that phones aren't important, I, it's just objectively wrong. Mm. I mean, phones are now the main media. Yeah, well... Like, look, how do you find out about things? Have you, have you seen people doing this thing lately? Their answering calls, oh, yeah. where they put their, their phone to the side of their ear. That's, that's uh, annoying. <laughs> it annoys me. But like, we should do another podcast of things just, that annoy us. Just on that, the, the, what has <laughs> happened to our world? Um, if, if you came from 1984 to now, I wonder what would be looking different. But the, I think the. Um, I don't think phones would be the main. Well, actually, would be the one. They would things. be. I mean, that's how I get my media. That's how I get most of my information. I carry my phone with me. When I don't have it with me, I panic. Mm. Most people are like that. I, I think the phone is important, but I do think the ecosystem you build around it. Our digital lives are all kind of working harmony. Mm. We've a lot of things in the cloud now we have you know i use things like um you know Even uh, saying the different the storage platforms and kind of like a bit anachronistic like we're five ten years ago oh it's the cloud Cloud was so 2012 yeah <laughs> the cloud like this is just ordinary everyday they're, they're, life. They're, they're vessels for what we carry with us they're, they're what links us to our digital lives and which are becoming increasing our lives our instagrams our, our storage for where you know i most things i do i end up saving into google drive or yeah. into dropbox for example so i don't lose it i used to carry loads of discs once or Read, written down <clears throat> you see a lot of kind of criticism and much of it in fairness is valid you see you remember do you remember that photo essay of of where the photographer photoshopped out 
the phone from people's hands and sort of the, the oh that was recent photos. actually yeah. yeah. it's actually about four years ago was it? Okay. It, keeps, it keeps, keeps popping up again yeah, and yeah. Again. there's one of the couple in bed and yeah, yeah, turn to each yeah, other yeah. and it makes it makes the whole thing look like a really dystopian lonely soulless existence that we're all just trapped by these little glass devices soulless yeah. glass <laughs> devices and there's a lot of different it's a very that's a very sexy line to pitch to an editor because mm. it's you know pe people there's always going to be a market for that mm. and 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 there is a certain amount of truth in it um, as well, but I sometimes compare it to food, as in if you look today what's if say someone fifty years ago, Plunk arrived in Dublin mm. today, yes they'd see people on their phones. The other thing I think they would notice is how many places sell food yeah. so you you can't walk down a street in any city or town mm. where that literally every third or fourth shop is selling some well sort of i food. absolutely resent leaving dublin 12 years ago because when i was in dublin 12 years ago there was absolutely nothing and now i go everywhere there's burritos and there's, there's i think if, even just in the last 12 years but, food is, i is mean improved. yeah and look i love it right but i mean <laughs> at the same time there there is another national conversation going on about whether or not we have a healthy relationship with food. Mm. There are issues over diabetes. There's issues over obesity. Um, it's very, very tricky topic to talk about because mm. you're into things like body image as well. Yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of that. Uh, but what it comes down to is you will see the argument made that, um, like for example, why is there, let's say, an obesity, um, a rise in obesity? And I honestly don't think it's because of sugar and food. I think it's just because there's so much more available and it's mm. relatively cheap, but it's so plentiful, yeah. right? Now, you could compare that to a phone. People say, oh, I'm addicted to my phone. Um, you know, I'm walking around. I hate the fact that it's here. And maybe there's something to that because if I'm, let's say I'm overeating, for example, mm. I'm overeating really because there's a shop there that's selling me stuff. Like yeah. at four o'clock, I definitely want a king size Mars bar. I definitely do. I definitely do. Well, it's like someone right. turned on a tap, right? Yeah. Whereas uh, 20 years ago, your information was mostly gotten through a newspaper, a radio mm. station, TV. And this has been the thing that's kind of taking even you know, newspaper groups like the Indo or anyone mm -hmm. else by mm -hmm. surprise. It's suddenly, somebody turned on a tap. And so suddenly you've gone from a point where you were paying for things like, you know, buying your newspaper. Suddenly mm -hmm. you just go and it's free. And there's loads of it and it's abundance of it and it's tweeted out and it's shared. And yeah. I think it's a bit like that. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think... It's down to an abundance of stuff, and I think the media wasn't yeah. prepared for the tap to be turned on at such a pace, but it has well, to play clear. along. Speaking of the media, you, <laughs> you, you, I, I kind of praised you quite a bit actually in a, a series of tweets because when you you left Silicon Republic and um, to join uh, as editor of Think Business mm -hmm. for Bank Bank of Ireland, that was about what eight, seven, eight months ago. Uh, three months actually, Only three and a half. Ago. I, I left uh, about three and a half months ago, maybe nearly four, yeah. and uh, midway through that, my mum passed away. So it was oh, kind of like right, yeah. I started and I had to start again, and yeah. uh, so it was quite of a, a a different integration. Going from a company of maybe um, twelve to fifteen people to suddenly twelve thousand people has been mm -hmm. a bit of a mm -hmm. an adjustment. Uh, yeah, but it was a it was a change. Yeah. What do you do now? I edit Think Business, and Think Business is mainly a platform for uh, inf informing businesses about each other and how platform to Platform meaning? Uh, platform of information, website. you know, guides, case studies, uh, useful information for you to basically, if you want to figure out how to do e-commerce. But published mainly online? Main, all online. All, all online. online. So there's so, no kind of quarterly magazine or anything no, like that? No, 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 no. Um, and we're involved in things like the National Enterprise Town Awards as well, which mm. is involves about 70 towns around the country showing what their communities are about. So it's mainly about community and enterprise and... Uh, 
uh, kind of what attracted me to the role, I suppose, was the opportunity to get down to the country and meet people who are doing business. And I'm not just talking about startups, I'm talking mm. about uh, scale-ups, but also uh, keep runnings, companies that have been around. I'd, I'd be just as entertained by a company that's around for 50 years mm. as I would by a cutting-edge startup. So I love hearing stories. And I kind of, for me personally, it was it's about going back to the core of storytelling and meeting new people and, and just getting on the road a bit Isn't more. Isn't it interesting that big companies now because John Collins, who was in the Irish Times, who's a really mm. good journalist, um, great colleague actually in the industry, he went mm. to Intercom a few yep. years ago. He's done very, very well there. Yep. Um, isn't it interesting that companies now are hiring editors? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think um, I think what people are realising is the importance of storytelling. And storytelling is becoming intrinsic to selling. Uh, when I look at, say, companies like Intercom, yeah. those guys really early on tweaked or twigged, I suppose, that, you know, not only were they selling a piece of software that companies could use, but in order for getting them to use it effectively, and I how suppose to do it, how to how build to do your it, company, how to make the most of it, yeah. it begins with storytelling, and that could be good videos, it could be good mm. articles, good case studies, white papers, but whatever you, it takes. You've done so much though in in twenty years, in <laughs> as in because you, I mean, I remember the days from B two B magazine. And oh god, even earlier, I used to do a magazine called Advanced Manufacturing Technology in nineteen ninety four, and my first job was editing an electronics magazine, and within two weeks of that, I was editing a chemical industry magazine, <laughs> and I kind of kind of what kind of brought me back to it and why I, I was attracted to working with Bank of Ireland and getting around Ireland was back when I was probably around 21 and starting out I used to get on a train and go down to Cork and I'd, I was in Apple's manufacturing plant I'd walk yeah. around and I'd see how it was all put together and oh, was that with Liam it was who who was the country manager at the time was it um Liam Donoghue. Liam Donoghue. Yes. He's still there, isn't he? As far as I know. I think he's, he's still there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's still there. Um, and not I, in a public I, for a role. And, I, and that was it. I mean, for me, uh, I like the nuts and bolts of businesses. I like I like our country a lot. And I love our country, but what I like is kind of seeing ingenuity and enterprise. Mm. And um, I suppose after 17 years with Silicon, um, you know, we started off with Silicon back when most people were running away from technologies, right yeah. after the dot-com bubble bursting. And... Uh, it was a lovely time. We had a good four or five years before it started growing to mm. really make a lot of mistakes and learn our craft mm. online. Mm. And it was a lovely time. And uh, for 17 years, it was, it, was, it was a real privilege. But sometimes after a time, you have to realize that uh, you have to keep it interesting for you. And mm. sometimes you need to change in order to grow. Um, it also, you means you've got other people have a chance. And uh, mm. I'm very proud to say that I've I've enjoyed those 17 years, and I, and I would hope that it has many, many more years. And I'm proud to say 17 of those years were mine. Mm. But now it's time for people like Elaine Burke and and Colm Gorey and other people who are mm. really good journalists to really shine. And you I did a great job with Silicon. I mean, Silicon Republic. It was one of the great survivors of publish. I mean, you know, I mean, that could not have been an easy road. Uh, yeah. to make the economics work There was tough times. I mean, the rough times for me were probably just after a recession. Mm. Uh, actually, I find it ironic. I'm sitting in the Indo building because we used to do the e-Thursday pages for the Indo. I remember. And that was about 10 years ago. Yes. Yeah. So there was a change and change. So we went from being uh, online in print to being online only. That mm. was an adjustment. Um, but then I suppose uh, it's, 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 it's all about the art of storytelling and interviewing people and I suppose I felt I'd pretty much done everything there was to do in that role and mm. as I said I just felt it would have been selfish and the time you know an interesting opportunity came up I thought time was right uh, my dad died two years ago as well so I was, I'm sorry a lot of debt in two years but yeah, I was kind of looking more harshly at my life like, and yeah. I was kind of going you know time time to just uh 
you know, if you're given a chance to do something new, take it. And uh, mm. I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I'm sad, sad to say my mum passed halfway through the last three and a half months, but mm. the bank have been very good and uh, it's, it's, it's a nice environment. I, I love being involved in things like the National Enterprise Town Awards, for example, uh, getting to meet quirky individuals around the country who, and the interesting thing as well, um, it's thinkbusiness.ie, but my attitude as well is every business is now a digital business in some way. So mm. a lot of stuff I would have learned over the last 17, 20, 25 years um, you know, still comes to bear, and I think I understand it. And when you think about the tech industry, the first, I suppose, filter you go through is realizing it's a business after all, and mm. it's moving parts. When you look at Apple, for example, we've been talking about Apple. You know, things like supply chain, everything, how how everything goes from an idea to to researching it, building it, making it happen. These things aren't easy, and whether it's true of a, a company that's a hundred thousand people, or it's a company that's down in Mayo making, or five people making something. It, it, it involves a lot of passion, a lot of hard work. So I'm kind of passionate about that side of things and just seeing ingenuity. Mm. Is there any way back once you leave a media <laughs> publication? Is there any way back? Or do you even think along those lines? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't see... Um, I'll never say never about anything. I mean, mm. I, I won't say I'm never going to be stop being a technology journalist either, for example. Mm. I mean, uh, who's to say in the future I mightn't do vlogs or I might do something else? I mean, who knows what the future builds? But uh, I will honestly say I, I would call myself a recovering technology journalist. I absolutely yeah. love the stuff. The only, the, I was just, someone asked me there today, what do I miss about it already after a few months? I, I kind of miss uh, review products coming in and uh, yeah. things like that. I'll miss the overseas trips. I, we were on a quite a few together. I, I do, I do, did enjoy that. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, a job's a job. You still have to get up in the morning and work and you have to put your best the into it. The overseas trip thing, the, the gloss wears off that. Doesn't it? I found pretty quickly. I mean, I, I still do a couple, but I, mm. I turn down most of them because, um, you know, really, you're looking at it and they, the, the glamour of like going to London and, you know. <laughs> For the third time in a month. So <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you know. Or it's, I mean, I'm being facetious here. I sound like very privileged in saying that. Mm. But even... Like, sometimes you'll get invited to cover something, say, in New York, right? Mm. And it'll be, like, one night or two two nights, or even worse, one night. Mm. And you think to yourself, that's three days out of my working week. Mm. And quite apart from the whatever, the, to going on the plane mm. and all the rest of it, which some people would regard as, you know, like, we were in a very privileged position. Yep. But apart from that, you do start to wonder, what am I actually doing here? I mean, mm. why am I a journalist? I mean, yes, I want to cover this. Yes, a lot of people are interested in this, and that is the reason I'm going. Hmm. But I mean, do I need to spend three days? Well, that was it for for me um, as an editor. The friction was, you know, you still have a site to run, for example, yeah. and and you have articles to write, and you've productivity to keep up, and in you know, and in, in the beast that is the internet, mm. you've numbers you have to keep up, and those things do distract you a lot. They are a privilege to do. Mm. Uh, I was finding I was more uh, intrigued by maybe if I got to a kind of a place I hadn't been before, like I uh, got to go to Slush two or three years ago and I, oh, in, yeah. in Finland and I, yeah. in Helsinki, and I, I enjoyed that immensely. Um, but generally, you probably find this yourself, you end up kind of bouncing between the same places all the time, so Barcelona, like Berlin, you mentioned and London. Finland, for yeah. example, and even if that was three days and if you're taking three days out and you're saying no to other projects that you're mm. doing, you could justify that be because you're learning actually quite a lot while you're over there. You're mm. meeting. So it actually helped build your own understanding of your own beat. Yeah. Um, I find hugely, that with, Hugely educational as well. Yeah. I like I find that, say going to Cupertino mm. now for the Apple launches, I, I almost always do that because even if it is three days out of the schedule, mm there's always a huge, massive learning 
from mm. it. Like sometimes we will, um, you know, we'll, we'll bump into people, we'll, we'll get to talk, we'll get to really mm. get a lot more hands-on detail information than you would sitting at home. And overall, because of the interest that's in those, it's worth it. Mm. Um, I'm going to one soon. I'm actually speaking of New York. I am going to New York to 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 a, to a Microsoft one soon. Nice. Um, but that's because the surface line of of products is really taking off. See, that's I'm actually something I'm quite never interested about. in. That I actually, if I, I, no one mentions Microsoft enough in a lot of these conversations, mm. but I have to say, um, my first. Surface device I might have got my hands on in 2012. Mm. I, I remember. Oh, I remember those. I remember Microsoft. They were great. Microsoft back around uh, 2009 was a hot mess. I mean, it yeah, brought it out, it brought out Windows uh, nine. Oh, sorry, mm. Windows seven. Sorry, Windows seven. Uh, yeah, would been, numbers, you would have been seven at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then the iPhone came along, changed everything. They bought Nokia. It was a complete hot mess. And Terrible. Um, Terrible. but then, but but at the same time, uh, the Surface lineup. Um, and I remember seeing Satya Nadella on stage in 2013 in San Francisco. Yeah. And I was watching him on stage and go, that guy could be great. Next thing, a year later, he was announced as a leader because he was smooth and collected. And he explained he explained the journey of cloud and enterprise in a very normalized way that was very clear for anyone to understand. What's amazing about him is uh, he you could make an argument that he is, in some ways, the most successful tech CEO of them all over the last five years. You could make that argument. Hmm. You could also make the argument that if you were to give me uh, a choice of any 10 senior tech CEOs to interview. Mm. And I'm really sorry, Microsoft, but he might be the last one um, <laughs> because he really, he's great, got great vision. Mm. He's really effective. Uh, he's the least quotable guy. Oh, right, okay. Now I interviewed Brad Smith, the president yeah. of Microsoft. Unbelievably quotable. He'd be at the top of the list. Mm. He will talk to you about anything. And where, he gets where, really where's expensive. Mark Benioff on your list? Would oh, you? he would be up there. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Oh, he was Salesforce. He would absolutely be up there if... Maybe he had had a cocktail or something, or you know, <laughs> if he'd had a little bit of libation uh, beforehand. Mm. Um, I interviewed uh, Sundar Pichai, the Google CEO, last week. Wasn't last it? week, yeah, yeah. and um, he was somewhere in the middle. He's clearly a very talented guy, quite an interesting guy, <clears throat> very very nice guy, very polite guy. Um, you know, wouldn't expand in a Brad on things in a Brad Smith kind of way, mm. but doesn't wouldn't back away. Never backed away. From, from questions either. Like mm. I asked him some questions about, you know, I only had really 25 minutes, mm. so I, I couldn't ask him everything. But he, he, you know, he did what, a fair was he, job. Was he genuinely stunned? I saw a tweet you made about uh, him asking about, the, or one of the kids said to him, like, uh, the tax is paid, or are we go to school because our tax is paid? Or, is that some? Oh, no, I, no, that would have been somebody quote tweeting me. I, I, uh, I took a picture of him with a kid. Right. And I said, I'm like, Sunday Oh, someone added a caption. Lear, then. Learning yeah, right, a few okay. things and rings. <laughs> and, and then, you know, couple of people obviously it's twitter after all <laughs> quote tweeting and saying you know oh you know something about tax something about this something about mm. the yeah that's that's but going back to kind of apple and sorry microsoft and even google um just I, a reminder this is about the iphone 11 but yeah we're, we, we were we, yeah we've we're gone off on, on a tangent yeah but like i was just thinking in terms of <laughs> hardware I don't think Microsoft gets enough praise for what it did with the Surface lineup. I think the it's a very elegant line of computers, and I it think they're really, really definitely shown. influenced yes. the, the PC world insofar mm. as it was the first uh, proper touchscreen detachable keyboard, you know, uh, laptop tablet hybrid mm. that it, it it hugely affected the and now they all do it. Yeah, and and you could you'd argue that the Microsoft devices are still either the best or up there with the best in terms of that particular type of product, which mm. is a Windows, a touchscreen Windows yep. 
uh, laptop. But if you compare, what, do you, if you remember back in the noughties, remember the days people carried PAM pilots and oh, there, was, yeah. there was these Microsoft PDAs where they tried to put the entire Windows yes. operating system into a handheld the device. The HPI pack. Yes. The HPI <laughs> pack. I think I have it at home somewhere. There was a HPI pack and there was, at the time, competing, I think it was the, was it the PAM Trio. Yep. PAM Trio, PAM Trio 3, PAM Trio 3, 4. Uh, and was there any other? Apple had the Newton, but that was <clears> way before that. That's right. That was like way, 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 back. way, way, way yeah, before yeah. that. Um, that was Mr. Coke guy, Coca Cola. I mean, uh, the guy who was John the, Scully was John it? Scully. Yeah, <laughs> was oh, that one Pepsi, of his things? Pepsi, Pepsi. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that his? I think that was, it was his around his time because I, mean, I even remember back in the nineties. God, it's how long I've been around. But the there was a real danger of Apple becoming an IBM clone. It was trying to, it was even actually at a point where it was giving away or was allowing people to make Mac products and on a license space the same way Windows was. I think was. that was a brief window, wasn't mm. it, that they did that. Um, uh, but they pretty quickly realized, listen, we're going to be, yeah. we're going to be toast if we, if we do this. But, but the amazing thing about it, and I'll, I'll call you back to, say, a summer, 1997, sitting in Harvard University, I was over visiting for the summer uh, my sister was working in Boston and I was sitting in the library there and I was amazed that they had networked computers and yeah. somewhere I just said news let's look at news I looked at news.com or the FT or something and suddenly it was the news that Apple was rescued by Microsoft and Apple was at death's door and yeah. it was around the time that Steve Jobs came 100 million in. they got yeah. alone and, and uh, uh, Steve Jobs announced it on stage and he said I've got a special guest and the giant picture of Bill Gates came on <laughs> and people started booing in, in, in the audience and uh, Steve Jobs was like no 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 and Bill had a me message for the meeting and apparently that deal was only pulled off 15 minutes before wow. he went on stage and that's the thing according to uh, Isaacson's biography but if you think about our, our our relationship with technology at that point onto that point computers were beige mm -hmm. some tables and phones were something only privileged few carried yeah from that point... Yuppie. If you had a mobile phone, remember the, <laughs> those the days? You were a yuppie. Double-breasted suits. Yeah, <laughs> yuppie. It was a kind of sort of early, early 90s. But do you remember the first iMac came out, translucent machine? It was really just a computer. I remember, I remember before that, I, we had... Uh, in My mother was a journalist, and in 1986, we got uh, a Mac SE, which is the kind of the beige box with the small screen built in. With I had a one of them, yeah. Millimeter. That was my first work computer. Yeah. <laughs> and like when you think about it. You're like, listening to old man's tech <laughs> monthly here. Oh, during the Crimea, uh, during the war. Uh, the, well, well, what was the first time you were on the internet? Oh, first time I was on the internet would have been the uh, around 1994. Uh, oh, that I was, was pretty early. Working on a magazine, I was trying to... A, a contributor from a university in, uh, sorry. Uh, that was early. You were working in 1994. I was, yeah. I was, oh. uh, my first, my first job with, was with, uh, do you remember Computer Computer Publications Group uh, who did Irish Computer? Oh, I remember Irish Computer. So yeah. my first, my first magazine was an electronics magazine. That's where I got to know Intel and Apple yeah. and all these things. And then I also got landed with a chemical industry magazine and then a <laughs> communications. At one point, by the time I was 25, I was probably editing three magazines a week. Uh, well, wow. I, was, I was amazing and then Mr. Trade yeah absolutely I had a trade jacket and, trade <laughs> and then um, I went to business and finance and uh, worked through the dot com bubble and burst yeah. and yeah. then after the bubble and burst that's when Silicon Republic started yeah. and I kind of have I, I mean you kind of ask, will I ever leave technology journalism I, I haven't really left I love it I'll always be if I'm not if I'm not doing it I'm definitely consuming it because I, yeah. I absolutely love the industry I love the products Um but I'll never say never to whatever the future holds. But for now, I mean, even what I'm doing in Think Business, it's a web, it's an online publication. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's digital. 
so the whole thing is, you know, every business is now a digital business. And, and yeah. we, I, I'm, I know I'm we've heard that story before. And we I, know I'm, the I'm line. A, yeah, but I'm privileged to have been to see the core moments, see the, the devices, see the history and, yeah. and be present for certain things. And, you know, those, those are good memories. And I think, I hope, I hope uh, for, for even the future of tech journalism that there's new journalists coming on the scene and they'll have those wow moments because I already do hope it stays exciting. You're such a nice guy. I try to be. I try to be. Um, <laughs> We could talk more about so I think we're pretty much uh, exhausted, I think, <laughs> the topic and the day. But John Kennedy, the editor of thinkbusiness.ie and one of the great sort of uh, long-standing tech journalists in Ireland. Recovering uh, tech journalists. Yes. And I didn't even ask you about Apple Pay and Bank of Ireland, did I? <laughs> no. No uh, comments. Thank you very much, John Kennedy, for coming on this show. And also thank you to Magnet Networks for sponsoring the podcast. We do thank them for their sponsorship. But for me, Adrian Wechter, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent, that's all we have time for. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. The Big Tech Podcast, in proud association with Magnet Networks, connecting businesses virtually anywhere in Ireland.